Well, everybody, let's get started. Today, I want to talk about it's a love thing. Love in the heart of the prophet. I'm going to start off saying we're basically coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That's where I'm going to take my text from. Jesus came because dot, dot, dot. Okay, we can fill in the blanks. Why did Jesus come? The scripture tells us in John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, when we look at this, we see Jesus gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus. So Jesus came because of the love that was in the heart of the father toward the human beings that he had made in the earth. And as we talked about on the last episode, how that Adam fell in the garden, which caused a wedge between humans and God. God created mankind to be a praise unto his glory, to be a witness unto him of how good he is. And his love for us would not allow us to stay in that state of fallenness. So God had already in his mind, knowing that man would fall, had already made a way for our escape because we were headed on a journey that was taking us to a place that was not prepared for us. It's a place that was prepared for Satan and his fallen angels. And God knew that if we stayed in that fallen state, that's exactly where we would end up, in the same place, the eternal lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone, which the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, that is the second death. And so Jesus loved loved us so much that he went to the cross for us so that we would not have to. And we know, as we studied the Bible, that God called prophets forth to speak on his behalf. When man shut his ears and would not listen to God for himself, God sent prophets to speak for him. They became the mouthpiece of God in the ears of mankind warning them, instructing them, and rebuking them, edifying them, and encouraging them, being compassionate toward them to get them to listen to what the Lord is saying to them because Jesus' love is so great toward us. Okay, as we're talking about love in the heart of a prophet, what is this maturity that the Bible is talking about in Corinthians. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, chapter verse 10, Paul says, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Okay, what is he talking about? Perfect in this verse is referring to maturity. When that which is mature is come, then that which is not mature shall be done away. The thing it is, he wants us to grow up. We're not no longer babies drinking on milk with pacifiers in our mouth because we can't have our way or we want something that we can't get for ourselves. We know we are utterly dependent upon God. And although flesh puffs itself up and thinks it does not need God, because he is our creator, he knows exactly 
what we need and when we need it. He knows how much of it that we need. And it's all coming from the love that he has toward us. The Bible tells us that God commended his love toward us. Love had no choice but to do what God commanded it to do because whatever God releases out of his mouth, it will not return to him void, but it's going to accomplish what he sent it out of his mouth to do. He told love to go and rescue us. He told love to lift us up. We sing the song, Love Lifted Me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Love lifted me. And so love went because God sent love. Jesus is love. Jesus was born of a virgin. His father is God. And the Bible says he sent his word and his word healed us. The Bible says Jesus is the word. John 1.1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus came from the mouth of God. Jesus spoke. The Holy Ghost moved upon the Virgin Mary when she was a young lass. And she conceived this holy thing. When it was born, she named him Jesus, just as the angel had instructed her. Jesus came from the mouth of God. It is the word of God. You cannot separate Jesus from the word because they are the same. And the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word is God in Jesus name. And so if you are a prophet of God and you are being prepared, prepped, trained and equipped to go out and speak on behalf of God, you have to do it in love. Ephesians 4.15 says, speaking the truth in love. Everything has to be done in love. Why? Because God is love. God doesn't hate human beings. Even when we do wrong, God does not hate human beings. God just hates the sin, the act of sin, the rebellion and the disobedience against what he is commanding and asking us to do. He hates the works of sin. He hates the power of sin, how it binds people and how it lures and entices people to do stuff they really don't want to do. And then when they want to get out of it, it's holding them so tight they can't get a loose from it. But guess what? Love can break the bonds of sin off the life of mankind. That's why Jesus came. Jesus became came because he was sent to save his people from their sins. And therefore, that's why we need prophets. That's why we need apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Because God needs man to speak on his behalf in the earth. Man is made from the elements of the earth. And in order for anything to take place in the earth's elements, God needs something to release or to use to release what he's trying to do into the earth's atmosphere. Because God is a spirit. Jesus came in the flesh. He's gone back up to heaven. He's no longer walking and talking like we are in the earth. He's walking and talking through us. He lives on the inside of us. And he is walking and he's interacting with mankind. And he's talking to mankind. He talks to us in dreams. He talks to us in visions. He talks to us through the preached and the taught word. He talks to us through prophets. 
Because God is trying to get us to come back to him before it's everlasting too late. Because there is a day that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back to redeem us out of the earth. And he's going to keep us with him forevermore. And the enemy strokes lies and tries to counteract what God is saying and what God is doing because he wants men to fall. He wants them to die in their sins. He doesn't want them to live. And apart from Jesus Christ, you are not living. You may be existing but you're not alive until the spirit of Christ comes on the inside of you and makes you alive. When you're born from above, you become alive. If you notice when you're alive and walking in the earth, you have color, fleshly color. You're bright in your color, regardless of what your complexion is. But when you leave this life and you're laying in that casket to say, so we can say earthly goodbye to you, You have no life in you and you are this dark grayish color because there is no life. When we're bound in sin, we're dark because there's no life in us. But when Jesus comes in, we repent of our sins and we invite the Holy Ghost to come in and he indwells us. It illuminates us and a light comes on and there's a glow there signifying that you are alive. People see that light and they know God is there. God is with you. Jesus loves us so much. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even so as I am known. And now abide faith, hope, and charity, which is love. These three, but the greatest of these is charity, which is love. Love in the heart of the prophet. Why does the prophet speak the things that they speak? It doesn't matter if you're female or you're male. Because there's no gender in God. But when a prophet speaks, and a true prophet speaks the oracles of God, it illuminates when it is received. And it is spoken out of love. And sometimes prophets have to bring what we call a hard word, a word of strong rebuke. It's not because we think we're better. It's not because we think we got license to do so. It's because God loves mankind so much. Some of us, like our children, our natural children, you know how to deal with them. Some of them you deal with, all you got to do is look at them with a stern look and they break down and start crying because they're convicted because of the look that that parent is giving them. And they say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because they realize they were wrong. And then you have other children that you got to nudge a little. You got to throw some some, uh, bluffs out there. They take your bluff and they straighten up, but then you have others They are just downright rebellious and disobedient and they have minds of their own and they're going to do what they want to do regardless of the consequences that come with their actions and you have to deal with them accordingly. This is the same way our Heavenly Father deals with us as His children. Some of us, it don't take a whole lot for us to get back in line. But there are others God has to be more sharp with, more stern with. We call that tough love. And it's not because God deems us less valuable than he does the ones he doesn't have to really do that much with. It's just it's going to take that to get your attention. And God has to do what God has to do. And the scripture says, how can the clay say to the potter, why are you making me like that? No, 
the potter is the one that has the authority over the clay. And so we look at the heart, the love in the heart of a prophet. You can't have wrong motives. You can't be self-ambitious. You can't be fault-finding and judgmental when dealing with mankind. God wants that prophet to do it with a heart full of love. He wants them motivated by love. I see if I don't love you enough to tell you the truth about what you're doing wrong or doing right, well then, I don't care if you end up dying in your sins and going to hell. I don't care. But if I love you as I say I love you, well, then I'm going to tell you the truth. Yes, that truth brings offense sometimes. That truth hurts sometimes. But that truth is what you need. But I need to speak that truth in love. And Jesus said it himself. He said, truth brings offense. And he asked his own disciples, do I offend you? And when he said things, sometimes it was like cut to the chase. And it was very to the point. And it's like, woo, that was sharp. But that's what it took for that one. That's how we as prophets have to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost of God. How that if we're sensitive to God, the Holy Ghost will show us how to deal with one another. The main thing is love. Everything must be said and done with love. Now, Paul came to this realization too. He shares how we must earnestly desire the gifts and how we should function in these gifts. But then he goes on to say, nevertheless, you showing you, I'm showing you a much better way. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 31, the scripture reads, 12 and 31, but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. There, it is great to desire the gifts, just like a baby, unless it cries, you would not know their need. There is a lesson that a small child can learn, but yet I tell you that there are many prophets in the church who are still wailing like babies and have not learned the most powerful key to functioning in prophetic ministry. Though one simple key is what separates the prophet who is immature and the prophet who is mature. Paul says it this way, but when maturity comes, then the limitations will be removed. So when that which is perfect comes, then that which is in part shall be done away with. Until next time, we'll pick it up later, right where we left off. Enjoy your day in Jesus. God bless you, and I love you. Thank you.